0: wow finally time for another episode of the critical weight theory podcast it seems like it's been quite a while although it's probably only been a few weeks but this time i'm going to have a special episode and it's called breaking the cycle understanding and overcoming poor personal and political choices so i'm going to start with a little snippet of something i wrote recently on my uh my blog called status quo defenders and that that article is titled the complex tapestry of or tapestry of american history reflections on freedom patriotism and contemporary challenges so there i mentioned that history is complex and requires Nuance to be adequately understood and applied to present day situations. So, even though I have criticized America's founding fathers and even noted some of their outright evils, it's nevertheless true that there are good qualities to the American ideal. The better aspects of the American Revolution and the American experience were not just a quest for political freedom and equality written on paper somewhere and uh, and all that stuff they were also about a quest for a better understanding of ourselves and others even if not everyone shares that same ideal especially on the same level the simple concept of freedom is easily translatable into an approximation of the greater good that still can benefit a solid majority in myriad ways so um Looking at that, you know, that's a theme that I will return to, and uh, I, I thought it was interesting to maybe examine that further and, you know, look at the flaws that we have, the uh, the fact that we make poor personal and political choices, you know, you could say as a nation, but also individually and also globally and as people overall i i intend to call out groups who are perpetuating less than desirable aspects of their forebears and and that sort of thing but in the end you must understand that one can only blame the poor choices and the poor results made by others for so long you know i mean it's it's possible that you're one of those people who says screw it I'll do whatever I want. I don't, I don't care if it's a mistake or not, you know, and, and, and if you're that type of person, sometimes, you know, you know, whether it's uh, in terms of voting or uh, in your own personal behavior, you know, maybe you're part of the problem sometimes, you know, maybe you're creating problems in your own life. So it's it's kind of an interesting idea for me to tie the personal with the political and uh, it's it's sort of a flawed concept, too. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that here. So um, there's a question on Quora that also inspired this. They ask, why do some people continually make bad choices in life, especially when they know they are making bad choices? So to me, that can apply both to people individually and, you know, to an entire nation full of people. You know, I think we all make Rotten choices, at least occasionally, and some of us make it as a pattern. The reasons why some people consistently make bad choices in life, you know, they they can be complex. It's good to recognize that human behavior is influenced by a combination of internal and external factors. You know, and there's always a chance that whenever somebody criticizes you, you're like, Leave me alone. I don't need to hear whatever you're saying. And sometimes that's understandable. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you have to actually listen to what other people say. Because there are some, you know, possible explanations uh, for why you have some flawed behavior and some flawed thoughts. And, you know, you need to understand that you're probably not always going to be correct about everything. Even if you are generally a smart person you know there are psychological factors involved in our thinking individuals may have underlying psychological issues such as low self-esteem impulsivity or mental health disorders which can contribute to poor decision making sometimes we might make certain decisions out of spite you know there are environmental influences the environment in which a person is raised plays a significant role in shaping their behavior. And, uh, you know, I was looking, looking up some information on that, of course, and there's a psychologist named Dr. Jane Thompson, who said, the interplay between genetic factors and environmental influences shapes our personalities, which are with each playing a crucial role in sculpting who we become as individuals. So You know, that's sort of a meat and potatoes kind of observation, but sometimes I think we need to be reminded of some some of those basic sort of facts of life, you know, and we we all have factors like a lack of positive role models. Um, I guess we don't all have that to the same degree, but I think most of us, you know, we have had some bad experiences with people who were not good role models in our lives. And then some of us are exposed to crime or substance abuse and a generally unsupportive environment, which can contribute to poor decision-making. You know, I think, I think a lot of us can say we've been there before. And then, of course, you've got more psychological things like cognitive biases. Some people may have a cognitive bias that can affect their decision-making processes, these biases can include overconfidence, optimism bias, or a tendency to focus on short-term rewards without considering long-term consequences. And of course, that can have some, you know some aspects that apply to us in our lives individually. But you know you can extrapolate from that and and see how see how it applies to the big picture, including. When it comes to political issues and how we vote and whatnot so so a lot of these things you know a lot a lot of these observations apply to both and a cognitive neuroscientist named tally shero proposes that one of the core causes of the financial downfall in 2008 was the optimism bias so a lot of these you know cognitive biases they probably do apply to, you know, uh, political errors that we make. Or maybe they're not always errors, um, but, you know, just flawed thoughts that people share as a nation to a large degree. And then, of course, there's lack of information or education. Limited access to education or information can hinder individuals from making informed and sometimes sane decisions, a lack of awareness about the consequences of certain actions may lead to repeated poor choices, and that can make it difficult to change behavior, you know, if you're caught in a pattern, and that's something that can be like an addiction, you know, Uh, it can be substance abuse or behavioral addictions that significantly impair decision-making abilities. The compulsion to engage in addictive behaviors may override rational thought processes. You know, that's, of course, one of the dangers of addiction. Then there's, you know, the cycle of dysfunction, that whole phenomenon. Individuals who grow up in dysfunctional families or have experienced trauma may develop patterns of behavior that perpetuate a cycle of poor decision-making. Which, at a certain point, might give them the appearance of being a kid, even if they're adults. You know, they might make childish decisions that, you know, a lot of people would scratch their heads about. But at the same time, there's usually a reason uh, for these kinds of people and these types of decisions, even if we don't necessarily understand what that reason is you know if you've got if you've got a s- sort of strange understanding of the world like you're brought up to believe things a certain way or you're in a moment of weakness where you're susceptible to falling into cult-like behavior and thinking patterns well it it, it can become you know one of those things where you're not really in the driver's seat but there's a, a certain amount of certainty in your beliefs that it doesn't really matter because you're maybe thinking that you're destined for great things you know you're part of something greater than yourself and what do you know it can become a very powerful feeling that can be tantalizing to people who are looking for some meaning in their lives or anything like that you know and of course there's there's another phenomenon it's called impaired executive function some individuals may have may have impaired executive functions which are cognitive processes responsible for planning organizing and making decisions this impairment can result from various factors including brain injuries or developmental disorders you know basically there's what could be called a cognitive deficit and A lot of this can also be tied to a lack of support systems. The absence of a supportive social network or positive influences can make it difficult for individuals to break free from destructive patterns. You know, having a support system can be crucial for making positive life choices and, of course, for becoming a stronger and better person. So... You know, if you're constantly having your weaknesses and your flaws reinforced and even become convinced that they're actually positive things, well, it makes it that much harder for you to break out of whatever pattern is leading you and possibly others astray. To the extent possible, it's a good idea to approach these situations with empathy and understanding, recognizing that each person's circumstances are unique. So helpguide.org notes, and I'm going to quote here, if your empathic abilities are on the lower end of the spectrum, you might feel indifferent to other people's pain. For example, if a friend's house is burglarized, you might say or think, well, that wouldn't have happened if you were more careful. Or maybe you look down on family members who are dealing with financial hardship and chalk it up to their failure to work hard. You might even hold the misguided belief that bad things like that would never happen to you low empathy can also lead you to believe that the people around you are too sensitive you might constantly be surprised that your friends are offended by your jokes maybe you don't understand how your words and actions wound your loved ones this can lead to all sorts of arguments and misunderstandings so gee, I wonder, I wonder uh, how that observation from uh, HelpGuide.org might be applied politically. Gee, I wonder what types of groups of people uh, might be in these kinds of situations. Um, it, it wouldn't be the right wing, would it? No, never, never, never. Obviously, obviously not. Wink, wink. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> When it comes to you know improving our behavior and understandings of the world, I think interventions such as therapy, counseling, education, and community support can help individuals make positive changes in their lives. Many, if not most, people can change, and I know that can sound naive, maybe even painful and cringeworthy, but I I do think it's true in a lot of cases. Uh, Americans too often ignore that reality and find it convenient to keep blaming the past and the present for the state of our current social and political problems. That's easy enough, and th- there's a factual reason to do that. But sometimes you have to sort of look past the past and the present and in the f- into the future, you know. There are, there are complicating factors here and statements people can make about politics and general situations that i would actually disagree with you know for example one participant in a pew research center survey said quote many people no longer think the federal government can actually be a force for good or change in their lives this kind of apathy and disengagement will lead to an even worse and less representative government, end quote. So th- that statement sounds innocent enough, right? But I personally don't think that sort of attitude is necessarily just apathy and disengagement. And in fact, I don't even think it's entirely a negative type of view, especially if these supposed pessimists or disengaged people see the federal government actually doing horrible things time after time after time, or if they think the U S government just does not do enough good and likely never will, you know, if, if that is your experience, then it it really makes sense for you to have that sort of view that somebody might just dismiss as being apathetic or disengaged or whatever. So it, it really becomes almost disingenuous and, you know, sort of lazy to just look at that sort of attitude and say, oh, that's just a bad attitude, you know, because that's not really all that is, you know, there's, there's often some factual basis for that type of thinking. Like it or not, there are practical reasons people have such attitudes, even if we don't agree with that attitude itself. And to just say that person has a bad, bad attitude and doesn't make even a ghost of a point really seems unfair and inaccurate in, in many cases. So, uh, there are reasons to think, you know, but it doesn't matter who is elected or who's in power. Nothing's going to change. You know, I I can understand why people have those views, you know, I mean, it, it can seem very daunting, you know, the, the idea of actually Having anything change when so many things basically just seem stuck in the mud. You know, I I get that. You cannot change the fact that poor choices are made again and again, and that bad choices are on the front pages daily. But you can choose to make or to not make those mistakes yourself a lot of the time. You know, I mean, a lot of that comes down to just asking, what am I good at, you know? What what can I do to, uh, impact people in my own life, you know, to maybe have some sort of revelation with the people that I talk to or whatever. Anyway, I'm, I'm not saying you're always going to have a breakthrough moment. Obviously that's not always going to happen, but you know, I think in a lot of cases you can actually ma- make a little bit of progress socially so this election and the world around it i think is a testament to that because i i do think that some positive things could happen and uh i i as much as i hate to say that because it makes me sound naive as hell and i i don't like being naive you know i i once am a pessimist per se but i i, I don't want to I'm not one of those people who just wants to seem like an empty headed optimist. I'll just put it that way. Um, But I do think that there's a chance that some things will improve because you know what? You have to take the good with the bad. Of course, when it comes to politics, it's, it's a lot easier to say that things might improve if you're not having bombs dropped on your neighborhood or if you're not getting shot at or, you know, getting your home bulldozed or, having people in your family killed or whatever, you know, I mean, that's it's a little bit easier to be optimistic about things when that's not your situation. Uh, but at the end of the day, there, there's always a chance that some things could be done to make a positive change. And that's actually not as unrealistic as some might think. So, you know, that's about all I have to say about things for now. And of course the views expressed in this podcast episode are those of the author, not Spotify or whatever you're listening to this from, you know, they're just my views. So, um, take them for what they're worth. I might occasionally cite some experts here and there as I did in this episode. So, um, yeah, you might want to do that yourself (laughs) and it, it not only makes you Look better, but sometimes the experts actually are right. Well, how about that? But anyway, have a nice day.